Welcome to the podcast that is designed to fuel your success in selling technology solutions. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, VP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is Next Level Biz Tech. Hey everybody, I'm Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering here at Polaris, and this is the Next Level BizTech Podcast. So this week, we're here to talk about SD-WAN, advanced networking, security, all the fun stuff. And I get the pleasure of being joined by uh, Itai Mayor. He is the Senior Director of Security Strategy for Cato Networks. Itai, welcome. Thank you, thank you for having me. So, um, I, you know, you're, you're, you're coming fresh off of uh, some cool journeys where you, you got to, to go to some conferences and, and heard and talked about some great information. So I want to get to that coming right off the back of RSA. We'll jump into that in a minute. But I always love to, to kick these off with understanding everybody's background. Um, some people have very linear paths. Some people have windy paths with crazy stories that, that came from completely unrelated industries. And so um, walk us through. You know, we know you're senior director of security strategy for Cato right now, yeah, but walk us through, you know, getting up to this point. Where, where's your career path taken you and, and what's it looked like kind of getting into this space for you? Sure. Um, so actually, I, I kind of envisioned myself uh, in computers and computer security since I was a, a young kid uh, playing and hacking around with different computers. Um, I'd say I really got into computer security. Uh, not in the best way, <laughs> but uh, I hacked into my school's database and changed my grades. I wasn't <laughs> a very good student, so. but uh, foolishly of me, I uh, changed my grade uh, uh, from in Arabic specifically from a fail to an A+. Plus. So uh, I got caught. Uh, my father, who was Department of Defense in Israel, didn't think it was, uh, it thought, he did, actually thought it was really funny. My mom was a teacher at that school. She didn't think it was funny. <laughs> um, so uh, I got punished. Um, by the way, I, uh, the punishment that I got was to teach other students or kids about computers. So naturally, the first thing I taught them was how to hack into the school's <laughs> database and change their grade. But um, uh, it also got me thinking because I thought, well, if I would have broken into the school and changed my grade on a test or a piece of paper that the teacher had uh, and get caught, I would have a criminal record. But here all I got was this little slap on the wrist. I'm like, yeah, this is interesting. Um, so, uh, I, I got into that. I, I, I mean, I, I noticed that. And then I, at the same time, roughly I got into, um, BBSs, the bulletin board systems. I don't know if people remember those with the modems <laughs> and, uh, calling up different people and, and BBSs. Um, after that, uh, I did my Israeli military service and then started working right in 2000 in a security company. And I had, uh, I was fortunate enough to have uh, different, different go through different companies. Uh, in security. I also did my bachelor's in computer science and then in counterterrorism and cyberterrorism, but I was at RSA. Uh, I was the head of the Cyber Threats Research Lab. I was a trustee that got acquired by IBM. That's when I moved to the US. And I was at a company called Insights that got acquired by Rapid7. So um, really been enjoying uh, uh, the journey. Love it. Uh, it's a good... It's a good path too, and and you really uh, you know there's a lot of association, and I think you've got a, a lot of history with RSA. So it's you know I I I think what's cool here is that not only right are you over strategy and security for Cato, you do get a good broader view I, I think of what's happening in the network I assume and and, and the overall landscape um, you know and the world from a security perspective. So that's got to be very valuable just taking some of that RSA relationship and incorporating it into everything now. 
Oh, yeah. And, and by the way, it's, it's, it's not just the knowledge. It's also like um, the people, right, that you know and meet. And um, one of the things that I enjoy uh, is I have several WhatsApp and, and different communication system groups that with different researchers from different company, great people who, you know, want to do the right thing and share information. And, you know, hey, have you seen this vulnerability? Uh, you know, what have you done against this thing? And try to keep it even unofficial and under the radar just to share information and understand what's going on. But also for, just as a, for example, the uh, head of the uh, MDR, the Managed Detection and Response Services at uh, Cato is a friend of mine who we, we worked together at RSA. And then I pulled him over when I moved to Trustier. And now I brought him over when I moved to um, to Cato. <laughs> so Love it. yeah, the connections as well. So, so talk to me about you know uh, obviously a great great supplier partner of ours um, with Cato. Uh, we love we've loved working with you guys for a long time. I think always been somebody that revolutionizes in the space. And I've been a a, a Shlomo Kramer fan for years and years. You know back to the uh, to the Imperva days and seeing all that kind of proliferate. Kind of would would love to understand and give everybody a landscape of you know maybe if you could describe for just a second uh, Cato overall from your perspective and then your current role there. Sure. So Cato uh, um, is a company that actually, you know, pretty much defined SASE before SASE was defined, if that even makes any sense. Um, and I've been following them since since the inception, uh, since, uh, uh, you know, the, the day where Trustiros got, got acquired, um, roughly the same time. And uh, what's amazing about about Cato is the, the convergence of security and, um, and networking. And I, I have to tell you, you know, when I was working at the previous company and I was approached by Cato and they and they showed me the solution and, and the things that you can do, uh, and and I'm a security guy, right? And they show me the network and, and you know what you can do with the information from the network, not just from the security perspective. I was blown away, and I'm not blown away easily with security products. I was like, wow, this is you can you can actually see everything and you can protect so many things in in such a seamless way that it really blew my mind. And I was like, okay, uh, I'm I'm totally in. Um, and definitely revolutionizes the way that, that we approach, um, again, not just networking, but how we approach uh, security. And, and we talked about RSA just before, and that was actually what we talked about, uh, the head of the MDR and myself, uh, Tal Darsan and myself at RSA was um, network-based threat hunting. So how do you use network data to identify threats and not just you know, malicious activity, which is really, you know, really amazing. So, you know, it, it's been interesting seeing if we flash back to a few years ago, or I guess it's many years ago now when, you know, SD-WAN in its entirety got introduced to the channel and there was a lot of different flavors and, and you know, you, you guys kind of step into that and talk about this middle mile and visibility and conditioning. And then all these great things get bolted on over time to your point where, you know, you guys were, were doing it, doing Sassy before Sassy was cool. And layering in all the, the things that you get, not only from um, a, an advanced network side, but but all of the security components of that. So I, I would love to hear uh, from from your perspective um, what what you think has been the most valuable or what you've learned that, that's been the most valuable. Because if I flash back when there was adequate staffing and, and you know people had resources and the world wasn't maybe as scary on a security landscape as it is now, people would would absolutely push you away if you said, I want to put this box in your network that somebody else manages that has some security to it. Now it's, oh my gosh, please help me. I've got tool sprawl or I don't have adequate staffing. I don't have visibility. Um, what What's 
What have you learned, right, seeing this technology change over time? What's been the most valuable? So it's actually, it's interesting you mentioned that it's a combination of the two things that you just mentioned. Uh, we came to a, you know, a situation now that um, companies have a lot of different tools. You know, if you look at the average companies, I think it's between 20 to 40. The larger ones are way over 60 security products alone. And on the other hand, you, unless you are the top five or 10 banks, you, there's a problem of recruiting people. I mean, we already have a negative unemployment rate in security. If you're a small, medium business and you want to hire uh, a security person, uh, good luck hiring and good luck you know, keeping them in because these people get a lot of different offers constantly. Um, so it's the combination of the two. And, and when you look at the security products layer, right? what we are seeing is that you have all these different point solutions for point problems. And you go into a SOC and it's really, you know, it may be visually great to see a SOC analyst sitting in front of six screens, but when you look what, at what they're doing, in many cases, they're not just focusing on security. They're working on integration. They're like, okay, how do I take it, you know, my threat intelligence feed and make sure that there are no false positives, positives and feed it into my endpoint or to my DLP or to my firewall. How do I take information from the endpoint and make sense out of it and then you know maybe identify new threats and push that information as well to the ips to, doesn't really matter so the question is did we add you know did we add fat or did we add muscle with each and every product that we added to the to the security team to the stock um, so you have this this kind of like i don't want to say deadly combination but it's it's a problematic combination of multiple point solutions that need to be managed and a lack of people and talent to actually do that and so I really feel it when I talk now to, to different companies, and again, especially in the, in the medium business size, but also it's getting there to in the larger size as well, of, uh, okay, what do we do to make our lives easier? We, we want to focus on security, not integration, okay? So give us the information, you know, do all the work, but give us the, the, the gist of it and the information that's important, and I don't want to have to worry about these, you know, multiple, multiple solutions that I, I just constantly need to integrate and update and patch and, and get multiple policies for. It's a good, uh, it, it is an interesting trend, right? To your point, it's all kind of come to a head and it's been a little bit of a perfect storm, right? So you, I think you guys were great on timing and being ready for that. And, and we're gonna get to innovation and maybe some specific examples here in a minute. And so I'll, maybe let's call that out and let's let's talk about that. Uh, you know, it's mm -hmm. been interesting to see, you know, Shlomo Kramer, uh, you know, behind a lot of this technology, like, you know, going back to, the imperva days when it was web application firewall and before that it was you know checkpoint and really one of the first next gen firewalls that was out there so you guys are you guys have always had innovation and and all of those technology improvements and being ready around the corner from you know for in your dna what is the mindset against that uh you know internally right what's the strategy for cato with regard to staying up innovating, understanding what customers needs, right? Is it a huge focus on R&D for you? Is it data and threat intelligence in the market? How do you how do you look at it that way? Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that, you know, one of the uh, perks that I have is I, I have my uh, bi-weekly uh, with Shlomo. And, you know, sometimes I talk to him about stuff that I see and he's talking to me about, here's what we're developing for 2025, 2026. Here's what the product is gonna look like. Well, wait, 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 it's 2022. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I know, but this is happening now. We're already, you know, we, we know where we want to be three, four years from now. So his ability to kind of predict where the market is going and what is the right strategy um, is, is, you know, 
it's really amazing to, to, to hear this, not just from Shlomo, but also from uh, uh, Gur Shas, who's the, uh, the uh, president. And we actually just had recently had our sales kickoff and we had all these you know plans put into motion or, or explained to everybody where the company is going. And again, I think it's really, it really has to do with not following trends or trying to jump on you know what's currently hot in the market, but rather, I don't want to say predicting, but you know laying the laying the foundation and starting to build what is needed, what we what what the what the management knows the market needs and where it's going, um, and their ability to do so was was you know very impressive and, and and on point. And similarly, we have such plans for you know new changes and updates to to the product and, and where it's heading. Love it. Yeah. I haven't heard the, the year 2026 in a while. So that really does, that does, <laughs> that does show you how, how far forward you guys are looking. That's cool stuff. Uh, let's jump in a little bit to maybe some customer specific technologies and situations, right? I mean, fundamentally to, to understand where you guys fit, right? It's, it's the, it's collapsing the network and converging the, the visibility and the security and, and, and giving that, that customer something. And you talked about you're running into, you know, a lot of different point solutions. Can you walk me through maybe a specific example, a customer that you've talked to? And we don't have to, to, you know, use specific names, but walk me through an example, a customer environment that, that you walked into, what they had, what the problems were, and, and really what did, what did Cato do in, in fixing that, solving that, making the customer's life better? Okay, so actually, we, we have so many examples of that on, on our website with different uh, customers. How about I take you through an example of not a customer, but somebody who's about to be one. Perfect. Um, because I think they, they have a very interesting uh, uh, situation, which I, by the way, it's not the first time that I encountered it and wasn't the last time since that I've encountered it. So a company, uh, I'd say a, a medium-sized business uh, got hit with ransomware. I mean, how many times have we heard that, right? Mm-hmm. Um and we go in and start talking to them. And, you know, when we look at the the, the attack that they, they suffered, um, people tend to think of some of these attacks as highly specialized and zero day attacks and stuff that's very sophisticated. And unfortunately, attackers don't need all of that today. They, they you know, common techniques, tactics suffice. And what's interesting is, and that's why uh, I mentioned the point solutions before, what was interesting is when I talked to them, they had security solutions along the complete attack life cycle. So they had, you know, they had the antivirus, they had a SIM, uh, they had IPS, they had firewalls, they had an anti-phishing solution, and somehow they all failed. And the, the attackers were able to encrypt data and, and extract data out of the network. And one of the things that I talked to them about was, well, didn't you have any alerts? Didn't you see the alerts? And said, yeah, we only saw the alerts several weeks afterwards because there's so many of them. We have so many solutions providing so many alerts that it's not finding the needle in the haystack, it's finding the needle in the needle stack. We didn't see it. And so when when we took, we, act, we actually, what we did is we took the exact attack, we know who the threat actor is, and we just ran it against uh, a Cato system, a Cato uh, environment. And uh, it was very interesting to see how you have, now instead of multiple problems, you actually have multiple choke points. So the attack was caught in the phishing stage. And then we said, okay, let it go through. And then it was caught during the lateral movement in the network. And then it was caught when it was trying to steal uh, passwords. And then it was caught when it was trying to encrypt information. Then it was caught when it was trying to get the data out of the system. And it's really interesting to see how you have this flip, I would say. 
you might have heard of this, uh, you know, I keep talking about this myth. Attackers need to be right just once. Defenders need to be right all the time. Yeah. And and I say, no, it's exactly the opposite. If, if you look, especially if you use things like the MITRE attack framework, and you look at it and you say, wait, the attackers have to be right all the time. There's so many steps they need to take in order to fulfill their, you know, their attack. And the defenders, on the other hand, have so many, so many, um, um, I would say, opportunities to uh, either detect, mitigate, or prevent the attack throughout the life cycle. And you know, it's it's a system like this that that allows you to do that, that offers you this multiple multiple choke points to stop these different threats. That's um, that's one example. I'll tell you on, on another one that is actually not the security side of thing, but more of the networking. Um, without mentioning the customer name because uh, they're, they're gonna have we're gonna have it on our website pretty soon. I had a customer come to me and say, you know, I finally have weekends. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> well, I didn't have weekends before. I would have calls and, and you know I had to deal with networking and security issues constantly. And now I, I have weekends. And then he tells me, my boss told me it was the greatest uh, decision I've made. And I'm like, okay, I hope I got that on recording. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, it's it's really great to see uh, how customers, you know, once they implement it, and, and you see that it's it's not a product, it's a service, it's it's something that you know allows you to free time to do you know your actual job. It's 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 amazing to see it happening. Good example. Uh, you, you called out a couple things there that I want to harp on. I think that the best way to understand it is is choke points. Uh, that's a really good example, and and it is a common thread. I mean, I, we're we see it. We see a zillion customers too, and it is it is lack of those choke points. It is inadequate tools, but really more mm -hmm. common. It doesn't matter if they're SMB or if they're enterprise. It's it's alert fatigue, and it's it's yeah. somebody uh, that is doing security twenty to fifty percent of the time, and may or may not have it in full you know blocking mode or full alert mode or just overloaded on alert. And who's actually doing something with it? So. Interesting that you bring that up. And and the other thing that I've never heard, needle in the needle stack. I'm going to use that. I, oh. <laughs> I like that one. I'll add one more thing that I think is also interesting. It's, you mentioned, you know, the, the managing, managing multiple solutions, you know, this I encounter all the time. So, oh yeah, we have, you know, without naming specific ones, but we have all, a bunch of firewall boxes. So you need, first of all, you need people who know how to run these different boxes. And, and by the way, when they leave, you need to find a new champion for that. And then you have to run multiple policies on multiple devices. And, and it shouldn't be like that. One of the first things that I was told by my boss when, when I entered Cato was, everybody gets the same level of networking and security. I don't care if it's you know the data center or if it's the cloud app or if it's a remote user, or it doesn't matter. Everybody needs to have the same level. And, I, and from coming from the security side, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Because the attackers, if they find you know that a home user only uses a VPN and that's it, that, that's their security, that's their way in, right? That's that's how they're gonna go in. So uh, uh, this this notion also of the, you know, the, the policy must follow the user doesn't nest, but it doesn't mean that you have to run multiple policies or multiple so solutions yeah. and try to constantly patch and manage all of that. Good point. Uh, so as we get to kind of the last couple thoughts here, uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna wrap us up with kind of your prediction in the future and things like that, but just, Final thought of, you know, if you think about uh, our partner, right, um, some of our partners focus in just one area. Maybe they're just selling in contact center or maybe they're just selling in cloud infrastructure. And so what, um, you know, what, what we hope that those are listening to this is that they get an understanding of what some of these other landscapes are um, are about. Maybe they haven't sold into security or SD-WAN or any of those areas. So 
you know, kind of curious knowing that, um, what, what would you recommend or any advice that you would give partners that are, that maybe haven't pushed deep enough into this security area yet, but, but know they should, or, or are considering it any, any advice there? Hmm. Good question. Um, you know, I, I'd be, I'd be surprised if, if security is not top of mind for any industry and any environment, regardless of what it is. I mean, if we had this conversation about 10, 12 years ago, I would say, you know, if you're not in financials, uh, uh, in the financial area, then you're probably not, not a big target. Uh, now everybody, and I do mean everybody, uh, um, from healthcare to insurance, to e-commerce, to whatever it is, um, everybody's a target. So I would be very surprised if security is not top of mind as, as one area. Another area is of course, because of everything that happened with COVID, although I think we were on this track regardless, but COVID really accelerated it, is how do we manage uh, the remote workforce? How do we give them, how do we, how do we allow productivity and yet not sacrifice also security while doing it? Um, so I think the, these are pain points that uh, I can't think of, of, of a single industry or a single area that doesn't you know think about it or suffer from it. It's something that uh, if you look into also propagated from the IT level, I would say, to already the board level are discussing these types of topics. So I think it's top of mind for just about anybody. Good point. Good good thoughts in there. So uh, as we wrap this up, you know, we we talked about uh, early on, Itai, we talked about um, you know your how how Cato looks at R and D and how far out you guys look. So you know we've we've seen this trend of it it go from SD WAN to SD WAN and security and tool sets and, and converging and things like that. Just you know, curious from from your purview, if we just look out the, over the next couple of years, uh, you know, where do you see this SASE space, this SD WAN space going, uh, and anything major changes on the horizon, or, or you know, things to to pay attention to that that partners should be aware of? I think it's 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 just going to uh, expand, and without spilling the beans too much on <laughs> some stuff of the uh, uh, that we have in place and that we are developing, but. It's going to expand. You know, when when we talk about SASE and specifically with Cato, we talk. You know, we have this uh, term we call space, the uh, single pass engine, where it intakes everything from the network. You know, any any connection, any flow, any device, any user from any policy, and then you have all the security systems looking at it at the same time in a single pass engine, sharing information, sharing content, uh, context. I'm sorry. And applying all the different policies, uh, it's just going to to expand. So if we're thinking about stuff like uh, um, XDR or endpoints, um, things that are going to be able to contribute and, and share information and context that will allow us to secure the user and secure the process and secure you know the application that's uh, connecting into this environment uh, even more so. Um, also talking in the sense of, uh, you know, the bandwidth and the capabilities, uh, uh, and how much can go through it and the type of communications, you know, today we're talking, sorry for that noise, uh, we're covering uh, a lot of the, uh, different communication capabilities of attackers, but I think there's still areas we are exploring in terms of, uh, the different, uh, protocols, techniques, capabilities, and then also being able to show this at the end of the day to uh, uh, the user of the platform or the administrator of the platform so they understand what, what are the areas that I'm being, when we're talking from the security side again, uh, where, where am I being targeted? What is being uh, uh, trying to, what people are trying to, or attackers are trying to conduct uh, that's targeting me? Where where I might have a little bit of a gap uh, by if in, in terms of systems versus uh, threats and so on. So there's actually, there's, there's a lot to expand to. And again, I don't want to 
spill the beans on all the uh, things that uh, we're developing, but there's definitely, you know, you mentioned before investment in R&D. Oh yeah, there's major investment in R&D. That's, that's what, you know, the president of the company is the R&D guy. So there's definitely tons of investment in that area. Love it. Good stuff. Uh, well, Itai, that brings us up to the end. Uh, I really do appreciate you coming on and, and dropping some good knowledge. Uh, so thanks for uh, so much for jumping on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody. That uh, wraps us up for this week on the SD-WAN Advanced Networking and Security. Um, I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering for the Next Level BizTech Podcast. And this is Itai Maor, Senior Director, Senior Director of Security Strategy for Cato Network. Until next time. Thanks, everybody. Next Level BizTech has been a production of Tolera Studio 19. Please visit Tolaris.com for more information.